Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everyone and welcome back to another great episode of the elder scrolls gameplay and news podcast from arena to skyrim and elder scrolls online and legends we are a quest gaming network production available for download on itunes stitcher radio youtube and questgamingnetwork.com this is elder scrolls off the record and today's record date is middos the 12th of frostfall i am your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler whose neighbors hate the fact that he can speak the Thum at four in the morning. Ivarwin! Yay! Fus! Roda! Jesus, you were... I, oh my god. If you were my neighbor, I would kill you. Ah, uh, there's plenty of space between my house and the next. I didn't really hear Oh, much. good. Yeah, I'm good. I, I don't know. Space... Your voice travels. It does. It, it definitely, it travels, but, you know, it's good to, the difference between Long Island and, like, say, Queens and Brooklyn is that, you know, our houses were not, you know, next to each other, like, with five feet of space from one house to the next. Yeah. Almost quite literally. So, so we good, we good. But, but hey, podcast listeners, Twitch viewers, hello, by the way, over in Twitch, um, I'm, I'm not alone, I've got a, my wonderful cast here with me. Uh, the, the one and only, better than a strawberry milkshake, which brings all the Nords to the yard, Liz, Mistress Lebo. How you doing, Liz? I'm here. You're here. We're having fun today. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You don't, you don't know if you're having fun today? <laughs> I am having, I guess I'm having fun. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's <laughs> pack up our fun train. And train it all the way down to Rob Rage Philosophy. Ironically, the most laid back of all of our hosts. His name is a lie. Yep, it's true. I'm a big fraud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole anger thing. Yeah, it's just, it's not me. I'm just, you know, it, it shaves years off of your life. What am I talking about? Who wrote this? We were talking about this uh, on one of Avarwin's streams this week. Is somebody brought it up? I think it was Paul Moore. He was like, "Have you ever noticed that Rob is is the most chill out of everyone? His name <laughs> has rage in it." <laughs> it's true. It really is, and we had such a laugh over it. Yeah. Oh God. Um, because it's it's a hundred percent the case. <laughs> okay. So so true story, real quick. Uh -huh. This is how the name Rage Philosophy came about. Sure. All right. I, I decided to make a Twitter account, all right? The Twitter account originally was just supposed to be uh, a daily posting of just stupid, demented things that, that I say or that I've heard people say in the past. Uh, kind of like my grandfather used to say, you can only fall off so many or fall off the horse so many times before you shoot the damn thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know? It's just stuff like that, okay? And 
it ended up being like I, I thought it was going to just be something like that, but the name I wanted to use was Demented Philosophy. Well, Demented Philosophy was just too many letters, and I realized, okay, well, I have four letters left. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, I get pissed off a lot, so all right, Rage, Rage, rage. seems to work. Rage so, Philosophy. So, uh, at least as of when I made that Twitter account, uh, Rage Philosophy is the maximum number of characters that you can have in your Twitter name. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, that's true story. I believe it. That <laughs> sounds very much like a true story. Um, it is. It was packed with, with uh, twists and turns and secret loves and even a hidden strife. What? What? What, <laughs> what? what happened? Where am I? Who? What happened? Why is my... Oh, hi, buddy. My cat's here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, myself, Liz, Rob, and our our silent sixth chair over here, Brago. We're not alone. We've got the one and only, the Tamrielic Historian. If at first you don't succeed, you're not Mike, the Tamrielic Historian. Let's just say on Sunday, between Rage and myself with the way that we were Deeply sighing during Ma, I thought that we were going to have a Rage of the Week combo tag team type of thing. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was a comedy of errors, yes. but we got through it, which was good. Well, yay. It's always a good thing. But there was um, a lot of almost broken keyboards. More <sighs> more on that in the gameplay section? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which we're actually we're gonna we're gonna do gameplay first, um, but after our intro, we are gonna break into um, our discussion on the Witches Festival. So, uh, Witches Festival is coming out uh, tomorrow, actually. So, as you're listening to this, uh, when you get home from work or school, you're gonna have a nice little patch waiting for you. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. But um, we would be remiss if we went into any sort of discussion without packing our sonarist. Well. You know, that escalated quickly in his catchphrase. And also, what his wife said on their wedding night. Oh! Impressive for the Yukon. Ooh, slash cringe. Oh, very much so. Mark, <laughs> hello, everyone. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Did everybody, did everybody see his, his birthday cake, by the way? No. Uh, what? His birthday cake that he had. It was a beard. It was hilarious. You saw it. I know you saw it. I saw it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the beard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was hilarious. In right, fact, I, I, I saved it. I think I need to tweet it again because it was that I, amazing. I, yeah. I need to see this. I need to see this again. If like, you can. Yeah. No, my, my wife made a cake, put vanilla icing on it, and then made a beard of chocolate icing on the oh, other it was cake so great. over, the, over that, the vanilla icing. That is epic. I had a couple people awesome. that listened to Dragon Age that were like, uh, what is this and where do I get one? Because I needed this for my husband. So <laughs> <laughs> no, that, was, that was homemade. That was one of a kind. Oh, uh, here we go. There it is. Hey, uh, gonna... so so Twitch chat room. Uh, let me just let me just get this out for a second here. If um, if you're hosting us, we're going to give you a special shout out um, during the show. So so Mr. Bach 3000 is hosting us. Thank you very much on on Twitch. Uh, and we'll we'll say that Mr. Bach three thousand is is one of just a few of our sponsors today, um, which we can also thank uh, Teats and Skeets, our iTunes five star reviewer from the United States. Though though Teats and Skeets doesn't like it when I interrupt my host. He says he's going to punch me in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Best five-star review ever? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh... Well, well it's a five-star with a threat. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Good on you. So, four, half, four and a half stars? I think I think the five stars are for you guys, and, and uh... <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> so I'll try not to interrupt you guys if I have. Hey, so someone, I someone needs to keep us moving. That's the thing. Well, in in the interest of keeping us moving, might I say that Zeke Filmmaker, our other iTunes five star reviewer from the United States, uh, is is doing exactly that with his wonderful comments on his five star review. So thank you, Zeke Filmmaker. Canada, UK, dropping the ball on us. No five stars in a while. That's okay. I guess Aww. we're not good. And I guess we're not good over there anymore. <laughs> Mark, Aww. why are you representing the people that won't give us five star? It, it would be a conflict of interest for me to vote. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually there screening them as they come across the border, saying, "Nope, that one can't go. Nope, that one can't go. Nope, nope. nope you guys no. over there okay and go one. back. Go back." Uh, Rob, what are we doing today on the show? What do we have to talk about? Well, uh, the games for this week are going to include Elder Scrolls Online, One Tamriel, mm. Skyrim, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Legends, all things Elder Scrolls. Uh, discussion topics are uh, pretty hefty tonight. Uh, we're uh, going to be talking about the teased housing for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh Skyrim Special Edition goes gold, and wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Sony says, okay, mods. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> it My happened! God. With restrictions. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, in Elder Scrolls Online, which is festival details, which starts tomorrow. Oh, and, my God. Uh, and then the uh, Elder Scrolls Online is uh, also uh, uh, has another sweepstakes for uh, win a trip of a lifetime to a place on our big blue marble that we know as Earth. Um, that is representative, or I guess what inspired the various uh, regions of Tamriel. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's actually so, kind of a re it's a, it's actually a really cool um really cool sweepstakes they got there. Five grand prize winners, I believe they said. Pretty cool stuff. Yes, yeah, five grand prize winners, five trips uh and There are five hosts on this show, just saying. I, just yeah. Saying. <laughs> yeah, but only probably one of you qualifies to enter into the trip. So we'll get into Yeah, that. that's that's right. Oh. Mm. Well, let's let, let's let's see here. Five five hosts, five trips, five five years. Oh, Zoss. ah, ah, rule of three, Zoss. That's it. <laughs> In my heart of conspiratorial hearts, where aliens build pyramids, this is a sure thing we won. Guess also, <laughs> which is festival? The rule of three. Going back to what he just said, three. Oh, mm -hmm. this is a, this is numerology. Had had numbers like this occurred in the Bible, then I, yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where to go with that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, 
Anyway, Mark Five, Chapter Five. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Uh, Continuing uh, for our Tamriel's rumor section, a gloves off discussion on one Tamriel for Elder Scrolls Online. Is this the game we have been waiting for? Yep. Uh, Plus our weekly gameplay challenge. A Rage of the Week. I actually have one this week oh. at a random moment of my hey, choosing, hey. Likely, dur- likely during gameplay. And, of course, we have listener emails and a awesome community segment to close the show. Absolutely. Uh, but first, before we get into the, anything like that, Mike, we've got something quick to mention, right, sir? Yes, our podcast email group. We will email you updates on when we are going to record the show live, and we'll email you when the show is done recording. Simply send us an email at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com and ask to be added to the email group. And don't forget, Fridays at 10.30 Eastern Time is Dancing with Daggers. They made their triumphant return last week, and with Elder Scrolls 1 Tamriel, the shenanigans will only increase. Remember mm-hmm. to follow them at Elder E-S-O-T-R Daggers. That's E-S-O-T-R-D-A-G-G-E-R-S. Absolutely, folks, and and nothing can go wrong when uh, when you're um, doing all of that. I guess <laughs> it's always a party. <laughs> it's always a party. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, we are we are getting into gameplay, but first, in our gameplay section, uh, we're going to talk a bit about the Witches Festival. So if you're interested in Witches Festival news, hang on just a second. It's coming in first in our gameplay discussion uh, right after our fancy little bumper, if you please. Well, there it is, folks, and uh, we've we've been we've been doing a lot in in Tamriel, Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim, Oblivion, and Legends. Oh my, so much! And and we've got uh, we've got our our challenge, uh, our weekly gameplay challenge as well. Which uh, on the last episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record, I forgot to call out. So classics, uh, classic Elder Scrolls weekly challenge. Creating a battle mage in any Elder Scrolls game still stands. So we're going to talk a little bit about the uphill battle that it is to create a battle mage now. Yeah, whose idea was this? Uh, <sighs> let's pretend it Careful was... Careful what you say there, because I believe our listeners did it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to know who. They can tell me. They can tell me. <laughs> um, well, the other one was, I guess, yeah. you know, make a character that looked like Liz in-game, but, you know. What? Right. And that look- one got voted down really fast. Sure did. <gasps> <laughs> everyone was afraid to make a character that was, you know, just as lovely as your character in, in Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Well, well, based on this image that you shared with us earlier, I, I say next week's challenge is let Liz make a character for us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel just made me happy. You're Aww. welcome. I, I like this idea. I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> Better watch out. You know, you'll have a super mullet. <laughs> no. Can we talk for a second about how freaking uh, 
how I'm I'm literally pulling my own real my own real hair out. I am pulling it out over lack of of suitable non mullet options in Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I, I bought that. I bought the heroic poet hair, thinking, okay, this is gonna There's be your first mistake. This is gonna be cool looking, right? And I'm I'm looking at it. I'm wearing it. I'm like, eh, it's better than a mullet, I guess. First thing Ray tells me, Ray from El- the Elder Scrolls Off the Record Guild, first thing she tells me when I, I log into a game with anyone at all, the first thing, as soon as I am so, as soon as I am social in Elder Scrolls Online, Ray chimes in and goes, uh, nice hair. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, that's it. All right. I give up. I'm just wearing a goddamn ponytail. <laughs> so, so there it is. Um. The, the Rich Lambert episode uh, this week, and God, when we got to the mullets part, I I forgot about it and I just died. That was so. I thought they were already in the game. Such a good, <laughs> such a. And good your moment. voice, you're like, thank you, thank you for confirming that for her. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. <laughs> Our moments of this show ever. God, that was funny. <sighs> it was. It was. I, I would consider that one of our golden moments. I mean, that, I mean, that had been building for how long, Liz? Mullets, God. <laughs> uh, t- 2014. You kept telling me uh, I, I'm not. I'm wearing no, a mullet. That. What's that? It had to have been before that. Had to have been. But I'm being uh, slightly, uh, I guess, conservative on that. I'm not. I'm not hey, sure. Hey, but... I had a birthday. I was about to say mullet. Huh? <laughs> <You should> get- <laughs> Mark got a mullet or a beard. Uh, yeah, I had a birthday. I'm 36. Yeah, so. and so did QGN. Yes, QGN is yes. five. Okay. So hey, that's this many. Yeah. They're this many. <laughs> um, Careful how you do that, Rob. There, you know, the silencer might show up. <laughs> mm. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, for for those who are who are patiently hanging on on our every word here to get out this witches festival stuff, let's let's break it on out uh, and let's let's have Mark do it because Mark is always fantastic with with the words, as they say. Right there, um, number number three, Mark. Witches festival is sure. coming. The very first in-game holiday starts up Thursday, October thirteenth, and will last until the end of the month. To begin, purchase a free. That's 100% free. Crow collar flute from the Crown Store, which will give you a quest called the Witch Mother's Whistle. Once completed, you will be given the Witch Mother's Whistle. The whistle can summon a cauldron that will turn you into one of the undead as a polymorph spell. As the undead, killing boss monsters will grant plunder skulls. A plunder skull will reveal special Witch's Festival rewards such as masks, holiday provisioning recipes, the hollow jack crafting motif, and other rewards. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Say what? So basically, so, the way this works... Go ahead, Mark. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I don't want to interrupt. I mean, God forbid I'm going to get a yeah. punch in the throat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was punching the throat. <laughs> punch the throat. <laughs> uh, so basically, the way this works is uh, starting tomorrow, October 13th, um, if you go to the Crown Store for free, free okay for free all right this isn't a pay gate for free you can buy um an item called the crow caller flute which is going to give you a quest called the witch mother's whistle if you complete the quest you actually get this witch mother's whistle you use the whistle it summons a cauldron turns you into undead polymorph so you're polymorphed into some sort of undead 
Cool. Once that happens, okay, the polymorph lasts for two hours. Go full retard on dungeon bosses. Go full retard on dungeon bosses because the more dungeon bosses you kill as this polymorphed undead, you're going to get plundered skulls, which are going to give you a whole bunch of different sort of... Uh, which is festival rewards. So that's that's basically how this how this kind of works out. Mm -hmm. um, Mark, oh, continue. So now, be warned: when the festival ends, you can keep the witch mother's whistle as a spooky memento ooh, of the occasion. But all of its supernatural powers of transformation will be gone. So don't miss on this uh, miss a day on this limited time event. So basically, it's a lot like the uh, the anniversary cake. Yes. Where the where it gave you a bit of a bonus, and then after the time frame the time period was over, uh, it no longer worked. Now I have to admit it's kind of weird. I find that it's um, it seems a little more complicated that you get the whistle, and then when you use the whistle, you get a cauldron, and then when you use the cauldron, then you're undead. Right. This feels like there's a step you could skip in there. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if you want to not be undead for a little while, I mean, I'm sure that that has something to do with... I, sure. I don't know. Quite honestly, I wasn't really following. I was just so excited about a, a holiday event that yes. <laughs> I couldn't really think. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, you know, once you once you get to the point where you, you get the Witch Mother's Whistle, you know, if you, if you use that, it should turn you into... You know this this undead. Uh, yeah. And the, I think that last step there could definitely be skipped. I was thinking that when I was yeah. writing this up. I'm, I mean, it's it's not a big thing, and I'm sure that it's actually quite cool. However, it works. Like I, I'm guessing you you blow it, and the cauldron appears, and then the character drinks out of the cauldron, and there's yep. screaming and morphing and everything. So that's I guess how I took it. Yeah. Yeah. So afterwards, we we get the cauldron, but just we can't drink out of it or whatever. So. But yeah, I mean, it's on on the one hand it feels a bit unnecessary, but on the other hand, it's a cool added touch. Yeah, I agree. I think it is. I think it's gonna be. Um, Mike, what do you think about this? I mean, Witches Festival. It's it's coming. It's gonna be here tomorrow. Here for the rest of the month. Um, it's. I'm actually looking forward to it, um, especially since you know I go crazy trying to collect all of the different uh, motifs and stuff. Sure. Um, so the, you know, the, um, um, the, the polymorph that, you know, will then eventually become the holojack when you collect all of the crafting motifs really is exciting for me. Um, but there's a little bit of a controversy brewing and I'm trying to find information on it concerning the other one that what uh, people have talked yes. about. Yes. The Grim Harlequin. And ESO? Yes. The, yes. So the Grim the, Harlequin motif. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find like, you know hard evidence right now as we're talking about this but um right now there seems to be a crown store motif tag associated with it uh on uh what people have been able to dig up on this so we have no real hard evidence as to how you're going to be able to get the grim harlequin motif mm. um so tomorrow could come with quite a shocking surprise to some people who think that this uh holiday is going to come with two different types of crafting motifs. Well, I mean, isn't that in step though with what they said about uh, crafting motifs and the crown store? They did say that 
every single time a new crafting motif comes out, they're going to add one to the crown store. After you've had a chance to get it. So, you know, with the, mm. um, the Witches Festival here, they say that we are going to have the ability to get the, um, uh, where is it here? Uh, yeah, you'll be able to the, get the Holojack in-game. The Holojack in-game for two and a quarter weeks. Um, and then, uh, you know, most likely it'll be available on the Crown Store sometime in November. Yeah. But uh, this Grim Harlequin, they're not really saying how you get it. Yeah. And so people are losing their mind on, you know, Twitter, on uh, um, uh, Reddit, and on the forums trying to figure out and get an answer as to how do you actually get it. Yeah. Well, so, all right. Let's let's uh, let's go all the way on that one for just a minute. Um, let's just say that this Grim Harlequin and this is not confirmed, but let's just say this Grim Harlequin Harlequin uh, motif is only available on Crown Store. You got to drop, I don't know, 700 crowns for it. Oh, it'd be way more than that. Most of the them yeah. are about five thousand. Oh, Jesus! Uh, all right, so so cost notwithstanding, <laughs> whatever the cost happens to be, it is. Um, do do we do we have a problem with that? I mean, who 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 here would would really object to that? I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but my reasoning is that you know I've seen pictures of what the Grim Harlequin looks like, yeah, and I'm just kind of like meh. Meh. It's like eh, it's not like the most amazing looking thing out there, and you know if I, I would be absolutely pissed if if I just had to get every single motif out there, which I used to be like that, but it was exhausting. Right. Uh. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But I mean, after looking at it, I just. Mm, I'm I'm not I'm not too big on that style, so I'm I don't really care. All right. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I, I don't think I would really care very much, actually, um, considering the fact that it's, you know, just a just a holiday thing. I, I don't know. Uh, Liz, what do you think? I haven't even seen it. And quite honestly, since I don't have a sub anymore, I'm not even interested in, in buying anything unless it absolutely blows my mind, which it sounds like from from Rob's um, point of view uh, or opinion that I probably won't care about it. Um, but that's just me because I, you know, I can't put money into anything, right? You know, All right, well, um, we'll, we'll see. I'm how excited it... about the festival though because yeah. oh my god, oh my god, I think this is the greatest thing, and I think it's such a money maker for them too. So I'm glad for them. All right. Um. Okay. So before we we kind of move on, uh, what else do we want to say about the witches festival? I mean, I kind of wish that you know there was a little bit more other than what what are we looking at here as far as rewards go. Mask. Well, they're saying masks, plural, so there's going to be lots of masks. Holiday provisioning recipes, the hollowjack crafting motif, and other rewards. All right, so I'm so there's a lot of you... this other rewards thing. So they they kept it kind of vague, uh, and it was on the PTS, so that people could try it out. But who knows what goes from the PTS to live? That's the, right. The only problem that you know you run into. You know, you could have spent, you know, the last two months on the PTS, completed the entire thing, and you get to live, and it's nothing like what's on live. So, right. yeah, so who knows what we're going to get tomorrow? It sounds really cool. It's, you know, a nice thing to drive, you know, activity. The, you know, the only thing is t One Tamriel right now is, is such a huge revitalization of this game that there's so much to do that it it's almost overwhelming. It's like... I log in sometimes and I'm looking at my character going, what do I do? What do I, I don't even know what to do. What mm -hmm. are other people doing right now? You know, what, you know, I look at my, my journal and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at my achievements. I'm like, it's almost paralyzing. There's so much to do now. 
Really? I, yeah. I just mm, I don't see how it's that paralyzing. Well, I can I can understand why you feel that way quite honestly because things are opened up and especially with achievements i see how that can be yeah. like that but i uh, just think it, it's a perfect thing to finally start their holiday stuff right after they do one tamriel where people are flocking back to the game i'm getting so many yeah. twitter notifications so and so played elder scrolls online today i'm like i didn't even know they had that game no they just bought it holy crap this is awesome huh, that's cool <laughs> but i really think these holidays like I do harp on about it, but I think these holidays are going to keep growing and there are going to be more like uh, events to do during during the years as they go on. And I just think this yeah. is the first one. They're starting it. I'm just glad they started it. Yeah. Me oh, too. yeah. 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 Then it will be added to. And then those lockboxes that everybody, quote, unquote, loves. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, then they will have more substance to them later on. I just feel like there could be. So. It's a starting off point. You may not like everything or you may not think it's enough now, but I really think it will grow. Mark, uh, I'm here what Liz is saying, and I've seen this in every in every MMO um, for, for the past 10 years. Uh, they start coming out with these events. Then, like Liz says, it grows. Um, each, each year they add, you know, one, two, three sometimes, depending on the game, more of these holiday events. If, if Tamriel starts, uh, you know... If Elder Scrolls Online starts bringing in more events, which events in Tamriel would you like to see come to the game? Oh, well, <laughs> see, now I can't think of any of the name and any of the different holidays, uh, any of their names or anything. Right. Um, clearly, some uh, clearly something during, uh, you know, the, the Christmas holidays would be cool because we know that there's something in Tamriel for that. Well, they're, they're um, doing the new life festival. And and so yes. that that's right on the heels of Saturnalia, which is, encompasses December twenty fifth, and their their new life festival in ESO will encompass uh, December twenty fifth, I believe, as well. Yeah. So that's already here. That's coming. Uh in <laughs> in which case I am now drawing a blank. I'm bringing up a whole list right here. In a They've second. got like a new actually, year thing. I am um, literally pulling up the list of uh, of options here on, on UESP. Oh. Uh, no, actually, in the book, okay, uh, the Daggerfall Chronicles. Ooh, there's oh, scour. God, there's, you nerd. there's scour days. Cleaning after the big parties is a big party. <laughs> there's oh days. my god, really? Heart like making a party of cleaning up? Oh my, oh, oh my god, how Mary Poppins is that? That's ridiculous. Oh my god, sorry. It's called a GI uh, party. The day there's of Heart's Day. On, a spoonful uh, February of ah, yeah, um, Mike, yeah, you got a thing there. Heart's Day, February sixteenth, right? Yep, that's. I think that's extremely viable. Yeah, uh, there is uh, Kumu Al uh, Kumu the day of Thanksgiving for the harvest, or the uh, Feast of the Tiger, which is the party for the harvest, mm. followed by the Appreciation Day, which is the day of Thanksgiving for the harvest, followed by <laughs> Harvest's End, which is the day of Thanksgiving for the harvest. So next year, I see a harvest festival on the yep. heels of Witches Festival. <laughs> Uh, there's the Jester's Festival in uh, April, uh, so we could have something like that, especially with all the clown problems that we're having right now. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you, we are going to have so many scary clown, uh, clown masks. Oh, wait, here is one Why directly for them. Uh, in May, there's Fishing Day. They can <gasps> do a huge thing with all the fishing associated with ESO. Oh, yes. oh there. In uh, in February there is a Duros now, 
uh, described simply as sex and fun in the jungle. My God. All right. <laughs> um, so now that we've uh, reached a new height, let's stop it there. Um, we got to We got to move on. We've got a lot of gameplay to go to. And uh, now that we're on Twitch, I got to remind everyone we are on a hard count of a two hour time or so. Yep, we are. Uh, so so my, my wonderful hosts, if I happen to interrupt, please don't punch me in the throat. Uh, <laughs> God. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. Um, I, just to finish off, I would like to say that, you know, there are summoning days in Elder Scrolls too. Um, I think that'd be a cool, cool time to actually have like a, like special quests where, you know, uh, culture, you know, Malakath summoning day or Moloch balls summoning day. And there's like a quest or two to go out there and stop that from happening. Um, let's move into, into the actual gameplay discussion. Um, there's been a lot going on here at, at QGN, especially on my side, uh, controlling uh, some of the stuff that happens with YouTube and Twitch. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, what I want to know, uh, we haven't really heard from, we haven't heard from Rob too much yet. What have you been doing in Tamriel? Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to start off, uh, I guess, with, with my Skyrim uh, playthrough. Uh, I, I continued uh, playing on my, my, my stealth mage uh, a little bit. Because I was dreading firing up a battle mage. Uh, I've tried the battle mage before, and it's it's about as fun as trying to shave with a cheese grater. Um, <laughs> <Damn. laughs> uh, so I, I I finally did it. Uh, I made a Breton and figured, okay, this will this will kind of help a little bit because uh, I refused to make a make a high elf. And, um, but we ended, uh, I ended up, uh, just pretty much trying to make all heavy armor as much as I could and use spells. But <laughs> at that low level, you suck so bad. <laughs> oh my God, you suck so bad. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I, I tried taking that character through Bleak Falls Barrow, and I got to the spider, died to the spider, and I'm like, okay, you know, hell with this. <laughs> so that's as far as I got, uh, just because like I I don't do heavy armor in Skyrim at all. I, I always do the light armor um, or uh, the clothing for uh, for casters. So uh, battle mage in in Skyrim, maybe not so much. Yeah, not not so much. You know, I I might try it in Oblivion because uh, it is a different uh, it is a different play style. Mm. Uh, but but I did not get to do that this week. Careful with that uh, in uh, in Oblivion. Careful with that. My uh, I I did that, and I'll I'll get into that later on. But yeah, careful with that in Oblivion. <laughs> uh, what yeah. else, man? What else you do? Well, uh, moving over to the second era um, in Elder Scrolls Online, I've been having an absolute blast with one tamriel oh yeah um it is just it, it is a completely new game um there are people everywhere i mean the, there is not a single <clears throat> empty dolmen empty world boss empty delve and when i when i say empty like usually you know beforehand you, you know especially if you went into like the fifth zone of a faction area um, you go into a delve, you might see one person and, and big might, but, uh, now there's dozens of people in each delve and at the, at the, uh, the dark anchors, 
they just they swarm to them because these new sets that they've added to the game people are just snatching these things up as much as they possibly can and it's great i freaking love it oh yeah rob does it remind you of opening week where we had the uh, everybody do an AOE because otherwise the bot is going to steal the kill? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, it's, it's that packed. Uh, yeah. For months I was soloing dolmens, and now it's like throw out an AOE and hope that I get credit for the dolmen. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, in, in the meantime... It really uh, feels I'm... very alive. I got I to gotta throw that in there. I mean, the game is just... And, and you're going to hear this on pretty much every... Every Elder Scrolls news uh, outlet out there right now, I mean, the game feels just, it's pumping right now. It really is. Yeah. And it just, it really makes the game look very busy. Uh, there's just, there's players everywhere. Um, so I've been running dungeons like crazy, e- even if they are not the pledges of the week, uh, or, or the week, uh, of the day. I will still run them. I will run them multiple times. Um because I'm trying to collect these sets. Uh, I, I do stamina uh, for the most part with all of my characters, so I am out to get as many of these stamina sets as I can so that I can play around with them and, and see what works. And I think I've got a pretty good idea uh, of, of what I want, and I'm pretty far along in getting the pieces that I want. Now I just need to go for the traits that, that I want, um, which, which leads me to a, a kind of a... An unconventional rage of the week. Hit it! <laughs> so... <laughs> Play the music! <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, my goodness. Let me know when it's over. Hold on. I was totally unprepared for this. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. The rage bumper, folks. Here it is. <laughs> ah, what the fuck? You gotta be freaking kidding me. Man, that's some bullshit. Ah, come on! Rage of the week! I haven't heard that bumper in so long. Oh, my God. All right, Rage, take it away. What's got you pissed off this time? Okay, well, like I said, this is kind of an unconventional Rage of the Week because I'm actually not pissed off. Oh, okay. okay. I'm, I'm actually not pissed off at all. All right. One of the sets that I'm trying to go for is the Automaton set. The Automaton set drops from Dark Shade. It can drop from Dark Shade 1 or 2. And uh, as with the new rules with the dungeon drops, if you're doing the normal version of it, you're going to get blue quality items. But if you do vet, you're going to get purple quality items. So I figured, all right, well, I'm trying to get the body pieces for this automaton set. Um, and the reason I want this is because it boosts uh, all of your physical damage abilities uh, if you have five pieces of it. That's pretty much every single stamina weapon set and item, almost all abilities, uh, you know, with the exception of, like, uh like the first one in bow is poison damage, but volley is physical damage. If you morph it to uh, endless hail, pretty much all of your two hand, your sword and board, your dual wield is all physical damage. So this set is going to boost all that damage. Um, oh yeah, Dawnbreaker too. So I'm trying to get this set, and I decided, all right, well I had gotten a couple pieces of it just from running pledges, and I, I figured. Well, you know what? I'm going to try to solo normal and, and see how it goes. I wasn't really expecting a whole lot. And after everybody kind of you know, went their separate ways last night to go do uh, QGD&D, I went into Darkshade, and I run down to the first group of enemies and uh, started uh, pretty much wailing on them with my Stamsork. And 
I was like, okay, the, the, these guys are a little tough, you know, and it took me a while to get through them, and I get to the first boss, and it took me a while to take him down, and then I made it to the next, and then the next, and this just kind of went on, you know, throughout the whole dungeon, and about a half an hour later, uh, you know, one of the uh, guildies pops in TeamSpeak and, uh, you know, says that, you know, he, he wouldn't mind running it with me. So, sure, I invite him to group, and he runs to catch up with me right as I'm killing the Netch boss, because I'm running Darkshade 1, um, and he just joins mid-fight uh, with that last Netch boss before we get to the final boss. And, like, okay, I hadn't really paid much attention to the loot that I was getting, because I just auto-loot, and I, I'll go through all that crap when I'm done with the dungeon. And as I'm approaching the final boss which is just the big uh, centurion I see a scroll of glorious battle on the ground and I'm like wait a minute scrolls of glorious battle are only available in vet so I open up my my group window sure enough it says set to veteran I open up my inventory to look at all the stuff that I've looted it's all purple and I'm sitting here at my computer going, Holy shit! <laughs> I just soloed a vet dungeon? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just, my wife just kicked my chair. But like, <laughs> I made it all the way to the end boss, <laughs> but soloing that, I, I, was, I was floored. I had no freaking clue. I just figured, oh, all right, well, it's just me in here. There's usually three other people with me. Yeah, it's going to take me longer to down these things. I didn't think I was running vet. Well, I mean, Rob, you're a badass. What can I tell you? You're a <laughs> Like, oh, my God. Rob, you're a I, bad I... mofo. <clears throat> well, that, uh, that that definitely gave me uh, gave me pretty big, e- <laughs> big ego. Oh, congratulations, <laughs> man. Good for you. That's awesome. Nicely done. Uh, yeah. Man, it was uh, it was tough. Um, I mean, the, the last boss on Vet, he can one-shot you, um, especially if you're if you're not a tank. He'll one-shot you. So, uh, but oh man, you want to talk about an adrenaline rush? That was just like I, I couldn't believe it. Like I had to keep getting up, walking around, just like no way that freaking happened. <laughs> so I'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing your gear counter stars on your profile is all the way up. You got all that filled out. <laughs> Uh, no, it was, uh, it was only four with the set I was using because most of it was purple. I was running uh, Vicious Ophidian, which I could not do this run without it because of the stam return on it. Uh-huh. But um, but I, I haven't golded it out yet. And it was just unbelievable that that I had made it all the way to the end boss. I probably could not solo the end boss that because he is he, he's a beast. But uh, it was still a lot of fun, and uh, I'll try to do it again if possible. But man, it was pure adrenaline going. <laughs> um, while wow. while you were uh, discussing this, I did notice that uh, Rich Lambert, uh, director of uh, creator director of uh, Elder Scrolls Online, is uh, chatting away in our chat room. So um, everyone, please. Oh, uh, is it, is he in here? He is. He is lurking as as he does. He lurks. Lurk. Yeah, so uh, hopefully he he enjoys the show, um, and everyone in there be nice to him, <laughs> as they are. <laughs> um, he stole my pink color. Did he? What the hell? Well, 
Hey, he's, he's green on mine. Your he's pink is a mine. man salmon, you know. <laughs> salmon. Salmon. <laughs> I know, right? Like, isn't that that's uh, that's it makes me laugh every single time I I call out, you know, to like a friend of mine, like nice pink tie, bro. And, you know, just to be a jerk. And, and he, he, they always get offended and they stick their chest salmon. out. And they go, salmon! <laughs> anyway, uh, um, let's let's switch gears over to Mike. Uh, what have you done in, in Tamriel this, these, uh, these last two weeks, my friend? So I, I played a little Oblivion. Uh, I'm working on the Mage's Guild quest line with uh, first the Sneak Mage, and then I put some heavy armor on him to try and make him a Battle Mage. Had to go up to Bruma because... Uh, They've lost contact with the Mage's Guild up in Bruma. Got up there only to find that the Mage's Guild is on fire and filled with ghosts. And <laughs> most of my spells do not do enough damage to actually kill a ghost. Call that so a I burned day. through a ton of soul gems, recharging this little dagger that I had. <laughs> and it was like, slash, 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 run away. Slash, 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 run away. <laughs> um, got all the way through only to find that the only person alive is the Khajiit hidden uh, upstairs. Because he was using the invisibility spell to hide himself the entire time. Uh, and he tells me that Madame Marco has returned to Tamriel. So back to the Mages Guild and uh, bureaucracy rules because you tell the Archmage, oh yeah, Madame Marco's back. And uh, he just killed everybody in Bruma. Well, I'll have to bring this to the council then and we'll have to talk about this. I'm like, a whole chapter of the Mages Guild destroyed by a guy. Yeah. And you want to talk about this? No wonder you're destroyed by the end of Tam of uh, Skyrim. <laughs> what should we do? We're having a war. I think we should talk about this. Yes, let's bring this to the committee. Mm. Uh, sir, the room is on fire. Uh, that's okay. We should vote if the room is on fire. What the hell? <laughs> we should vote if the room is on fire. <laughs> I vote no. There's flames <laughs> on the walls. Yes, but we said it's not on fire. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to exit quickly. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that was oblivion, you know, in terms yeah. of my gameplay challenge, you know, with the, the fail as a, uh, a battle mage because heavy armor pretty much sucks. <laughs> are you, yeah, but are you? Uh, uh, ha, did did you feel like you did the battle mage thing? Like, did you feel like you were able to complete it or do it or or have fun with it? Or you know, because I haven't been working on it the entire way, and you know, been working on a light armor wearing mage. Yeah. Uh, you know, it really is, is you know, the, the armor weighs you down because you don't have all the perks that you need. It's not up there as um, a journeyman. So, you know, you're full encumbrance with it. And, and so it makes it very difficult to start out um, and, and to face things. And, you know, with any mage, no matter where you play it, the good spells aren't until you're really high level anyway. So it kind of is like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, and and this is sort of what I've been finding as well. Um, but you know, well, I'll get into I'll get into that later on. What else have you been doing? So then I have been in one Tamriel. Uh, I've been running around with Rage and Ray, and we have been doing five dungeons a night. Whoa! And uh, what was it? Monday night what was kind of disheartening. We got to it was just about midnight our time. We're on our fifth dungeon. We're through <laughs> um, the. Um, which Plus one was crucible. it? Yeah, the crucible. We crucible. got through the werewolves. We got through some of the other ones. We get to the the Nord, who I think she's drunk as she's like releasing these monsters. We get through the fire beetles, which are pretty hard usually on a tank because there's nowhere to go. Get through the scorpion, which is easy. She releases the troll. The troll jumps out, jumps on her, and then there's a a visual glitch, and he then walks out the door calmly, walks up to us. 
we kick his ass and then we can't open the door because uh-huh. there she is clapping and cheering like, you know, she, like, you know, her team won and we couldn't reset it and we couldn't yeah. get through the door. Uh-huh. And we're like, it's like uh-huh. 1230. We're like, screw this. We're yeah, yeah, we'll come back to us another day. Right. But uh, yeah, with all of these sets, though, because each dungeon drops a heavy, a medium, and a light, and if you're running a vet pledge, it's going to drop the helmet and two keys, which means you have a chance of getting the shoulders. We have been running pledges like there's no tomorrow to get some of these new sets. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. And today, I ran Craglon for a little bit. And one of the problems I've been having, because I sell everything, you know, Master Merchant, and nothing is coming up with price tags right now because everything is so new. The um, Anomaly uh, run there that everybody used to do when Craglon first dropped, the Anomaly Path, uh, that drops a chest, and the chest drops purple gear. And a lot of the gear is selling for very high right now. So, uh, you know, with the Witches Festival coming up, you know, we're going to have stuff to do with the Witches Festival. But if you're looking for something to do that, uh, you know, is going to make you money fast, that... Uh, Anomaly run in Craglorn is where it's at right now. So All right. that's what I've been up to. I, I, again, you know, uh, just to just to reiterate, uh, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a discussion on this in in a few minutes um, in uh, in our rumors section. Um, but but so far, I mean, one Tamriel has been been pretty amazing. Um, Liz, what about you? What's what's going on in in Tamriel with you? You've been playing um, Legends, right? Do what? You've been playing Legends, right? Legends, yeah. Um, I'm trying to move my mic. My notes are underneath my mic. So <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I got you. You did. I really think. I, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I've been playing <laughs> Legends. I've been playing Skyrim and Oblivion. Okay. And I had to play. I had to play Oblivion because you know I was taking care of mom all week and I didn't have my computer because I wasn't going to lug this whole thing there. And, but I could take my old Xbox, so I brought out the old 360, and you know when I had time just to you know have something to do. Really good idea. I went in there. Now I didn't make a battle mage in there because I was just, I'm not really going to commit to this. Okay. So I just decided to do the next quest that was on my list, you know, from my previous character, and it was the one where you go and you and uh, there's that that merchant, and he he's all sleazy and stuff. You know the little little short guy. Oh, in uh, White Run. Mark, uh, no, um, this is Oblivion. Okay. So oh, inside an the Imperial City. City. His name starts with a T, like Thorinir or something. Mm. Mark should tell um, me. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, he's yeah. the one who's underselling everybody else in the Merchant Quarter, and they're all yeah. pissed at him because the yeah. grave robbing. Yeah, yeah, I know the yeah. Do you know how hard the quest is to do to try to find oh, yeah. where the hell he's guy. meeting up with this one guy that's selling him like weird goods or yeah. something. Oh my God! If I did not have a, a, a guide for this, oh oh, I I just never do it. I, I'll tell I you what, know. that's one of the quests that you really need that um, that marker on your uh, on your compass, the little red marker on your compass yeah. that'll tell you where to where to go. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. And then, oh, God forbid, there there's evidence that you have to pick up, and it's a book. And if you only read it and then you leave, you're not going to get that marker to where that guy's house is again. And so. That's what I did in Oblivion all week was just look for the guy's house. I had no idea where it was because I had put the game down, you know, went to bed. And then the next night, oh, great. 
Sometimes, yeah, when you have a bad day, and I know you're, you've had a really hard, hard week. Liz has had a very hard <laughs> week, everyone. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a miracle she, she made time for us to be here this week. Um, so thank oh, you. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's slowing down now. But anyway, but that that's just how Oblivion goes. And I'm very, very lucky that uh, you know have, we, have, we have US ESP to help me out. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, no, they're, they're fantastic. Oh Speaking my God, of which, the though, they're celebrated uh, a big thing, too, uh, this past week. So they celebrated yeah. their 21st birthday. Oh. They're legal in America. Wow. Right. UESP oh. is now able to drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, uh, ha- happy 21 uh, to our, our great friends over at the un- unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. Um, and we got to thank them for all of their support, which continues even today. Uh, UESP was good enough to inform their Twitter base uh, 15 minutes ago on Twitter that we actually have moved to, to Twitch, and um, so that was very nice of them. So they they constantly support us as as That's we really support nice. them. So yeah, they're they're fantastic folks. So thank you. That's really nice. Anyway, Oblivion was the least of what I did. I did. Evaron um, was was streaming this week, and of course, you know, it's the middle of the night. I'll wake up and I'll be like, "Well, what's going on?" I can't ignore it when Evaron streams. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I can, but very rarely, uh, because it's just a train wreck ready to happen, and I just I have to, I can't look away. <laughs> um, I don't oh, know if you true. know this, but this guy likes scotch. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't look away, and especially when he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get up," and he goes away for five minutes. He comes back. I'm like, "Oh, I know what he got. I know what he got. It's gonna get good." It's gonna get- yeah. <laughs> It's, it's not always that is not always the case. I mean, it's, this this week has definitely the case, been the case a lot, but it's, it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> no, we have record evidence that you've done, this. and it's going to be that case tonight. Let me tell you. <laughs> after after this, after I put the show together, there's going to be a little scotch streaming for sure. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when I listened to the Rich Lambert thing again this week, and and right after he left, you pulled out the bottle of scotch. I about died because you could tell like right away you gulped. <laughs> pretty funny yeah you're like i'm gonna need a little of this i gotta okay. a little bit of that <laughs> um, so yeah so he inspired me because he was playing skyrim and i was just uh, uh okay i want to play that so i booted it back up and i and i have all my mods that i had from you know last year when i played it i think i've made the best looking character ever um i'm really excited about my new character because i was gonna play battle mage for the challenge all right she's, and she's hot yeah she's hot I mean, she's pretty damn good looking. She's she's <laughs> extremely goddamn good looking. Yeah, she is. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I would concur. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. really excited about yeah. that. And that's all I really wanted to do. Like, I was I was like, OK, I'm going to try to perfect the eyes. I'm terrible at making eyes. You know, I can't even draw it. And I'm Liz, no one's looking at the eyes on this character. I'll tell you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> but he's not wrong. Great. Now I, no one's going to vote for me for president. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Moving on. Into the barrel. (laughs) This is why we can't get under two hours. (laughs) This is why. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. Anyway, so, okay. So I started out the game again, and I I did something bad. I went with the blue guy at the beginning of the game. You know, you have the choice to follow the Imperial soldier or the the, uh, the storm, storm, whatever. Stormcloak? Mm-hmm. And I follow the Stormcloak? Lisa, it's like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I know! Why do you go where I can't follow? <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt 
so bad. And of course, you know, I tell Avarwin this on on, uh, um, on text, and he was like, "Okay, that's because you're a whore." <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that, that escalated quickly. It yeah, did. It did. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> This is what he said. And then anyway, so uh, I feel so bad. But then I followed him to River Riverwood or whatever it's called. And then and then he's got like this nice sister and and the guy's a really good actor. And he's telling the story like very, you know, broken down, but but very slow with that accent. That, that's really hard to get through. But everything else is really sweet. And he has a little nephew. And that, now I'm confused because now I kind of want to be on his side <laughs> for right now. It's okay. Sometimes, uh, if you want, you can you can play the the bad guy. It's it's uh, you know whatever. Yeah. Yes, but I'm not yeah. having the problem that, that Rage did because he said he was having trouble using destruction at first. I don't know what happened. I don't think there's a mod because I had disabled all of my mods that ha- that had anything to do with gameplay. It's all visual that all I've got, and um, I, I was actually doing pretty well with destruction. I forgot to like equip. A mace or something. When I finally did, that was awesome because you get the drugger up close and you're and you're spewing fire at them, and they get up close and you hold the button just a little long, and then you can smash them right in the forehead, and it's amazing. And it's great. The, <clears throat> see, I, done the- I, see, I I use a spell in one hand and a shield in the other for a battle mage, so that that's always fun. Like walk up to them, smack them with the shield, and hit them with a nice spike in the face. Bam. Okay. Now I'll, I'll talk about this one of our one because he okay. This battle mage thing. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, if Arwen and I were discussing the reason for battle mage, because I was mostly mad because I had to do this challenge. Because even Legends and, and Oblivion, Skyrim, whatever I was playing, I suck at battle mage. I don't. I don't know what it is. So I'm like, okay, well, you can't really like spec really hard into one the magic or the the warrior part. So you're gonna suck at both. So um, what do you do? And I'm like, well, if you the only viable spells you can use are healing spells because if you're using a weapon, you're going to have to heal yourself. So that's just a paladin. That's just stupid. So what so, What game did you decide to do this in? Well, both in Legends and Skyrim. Okay, all right. So so now we have kind of like a point of reference because I, I was doing – because there's actually a Battle Mage class in Oblivion, which I'm going to run down in just a second. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. But you didn't specify that when you gave the challenge. Well, you just any, said Battle Mage. Yeah, Battle Mage. It's any – it's any game, any game. Okay, so what I and you were trying to argue with me. So here is the argument I have back for yes. you for Battle Mage. Okay, here we go. There are mages that can just be a calm mage, or you know, you just cast spells. You're not really like battling. So there, there's a difference between just a mage and a battle mage. So any mage that uses their powers to battle with is right. a battle mage. So I don't have to use a weapon at all. I agree with you. <laughs> loophole found so that's what i decided to do <laughs> I, I agree with you um on 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 the battle mage okay let's let's go to oblivion all right the actual battle mage class in oblivion says the attributes that you need to use are going to be intelligence and strength the skills all right blade and blunt weapons conjuration destruction mysticism and alteration magic and then alchemy that's the battle mage in oblivion now that is what i have been playing personally and um, it's been a very, very um, hard crawl into into doing this because it seems like without leveling all of that together all at once, you're not really making a dent in your leveling yeah. at all. And that gets really hard. Um, so it's it's tough. You have to stick with it. 
Um, and I'm not finding this, the way the Battle Mage is built in Oblivion as a class, as fun as the Sneak Mage idea that we had in the previous year. Oh, those, uh, previous those are episode, the best. Which I built that in, in Skyrim. So, um, which I was, I got that up to level 19 this week. So, um, Which is amazing because you're not exactly a sneaky type. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, that, yeah. one cl- that one episode of Classic where we're all going... Marwin, where are you? And then he tells him, we're like, I've never seen this place from this angle before. <laughs> he's charging up the hill and we're like, get behind the rock. Hide here. Hide. And he's like, no, here I go. <laughs> never. <laughs> so um, when it comes to when it comes to building a battle mage, you really have to ask yourself a very pertinent, I think a very important question. In order to make a successful battle mage, you have to lean one side or the other. You either have to be more mage than warrior or more warrior than mage. But keep in mind, if you are more warrior than mage, what separates you from a spell sword? Yep. You know? Or a paladin. Seriously. Uh, or yep. a paladin, depending on what schools of magic you, you sort of... Um, well, I think reading through the into. books, you know, the in-game books, battle mages usually wear the heavy armor. And their their alteration is their big key to what they're doing. Um, yeah, um, it's not the spell sword who's going in with light armor and dueling, and you know uses a little bit of illusion magic or some destruction magic to get around. I think it really comes down to the heavy armor and using alteration magic and some destruction magic to you know to turn yeah. the tide of battle. Yeah. yeah, and and saving melee weapons as like a last resort that you you try never to pull out. Right, and to me, not a magica. That's yeah. Yeah, and, and to me, that's just not what I was conceiving a battle mage to be. It's kind of like destruction spells and melee style combat mixed together, and that's just really not the thought here. It's I'm going to keep you at range as as much as possible, but the minute you start closing in, I'm going to rely on my on my weapon. That's why I think a battle mage is, is really kind of conceived, at least in, in, in um, Oblivion, anyway. That's got to be really hard for somebody that's not on a PC, too, because you're, uh, your favorites, you can't just... I mean, there's sort yeah. of a shortcut button for that, but you can't go one through eight as you're you know, just switching stuff really easily. Right. Uh, that's, gotta, uh, that's why I wanted to play on the PC for, you know, originally, because of that. Because right. I hated going through a menu trying to uh, bring up my favorites when I wanted to change something. That was yeah. sucked. All right, we're, we're getting mm-hmm. a little pressed for time, so we do, yeah. do need to move on. But I want to ask Liz about um, about Legends, and then we, I want to go to Mark. Okay, uh, yeah, I won the arena in Legends. Yay! Congratulations. That's a great um, achievement. If Arwen admitted, I, I think I was his Obi-Wan you are in my Legends. O- <laughs> you are my Obi-Wan Kenobi in, in Legends. I may have taken a screenshot of that. Um, really? And then, maybe. <laughs> I thought you were going to make fun of me and tell me that I was an idiot and that you didn't care. No. Well, I felt bad because I think that something had gone wrong with the game. Because I got all the three of the, the cards from, you know, last month. You know, last month's card. And, and then the other thing is that I have a new title, and it's the best title ever, and it's The Celebrity. <laughs> so it's The Celebrity. How fitting. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, that's it. All right, Mark, what about you? What have you been doing in Tamriel? And then uh, we're going to move into some of our, our discussion points here. Well, I've been playing a bit of I've, – I've been trying to play a bit of ESO. Unfortunately, just my computer's on the uh, the high end of age. Mm. So, Das Fritz? Um, 
Yeah, so basically, it's it's been giving me a bit of guff, and uh, I've been had to feel, fiddle with settings, and uh, it's great to see everything so so full of people. But as a result, at this moment in time, my computer is having issues with having that many people around. Yeah. But again, like my computer's really old. Um, other than that, I have been playing a bit of uh, Arena because I already have a battle mage there. I have uh, has red hair, and the Argonian, who actually does have red have hair, red hair, and <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I'm just continue. I continued with her a bit, uh, slaughtering some goblins and whatnot. Um, I didn't have a huge amount of time because I was working on. Uh, special thing for QGD and D, which can't wait to, to show that off. But, um, yeah, basically, um, battle mages in arena suck. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm like level seven or something at the moment. And, uh, I think I've cast spells two, three times. Uh, this to be honest is a problem that I have with the older games anyway, with magic, uh, where you have to stop, like you literally have to stop what you're doing, go through the list, pick what you want to cast, and then cast it. And I never feel, um, the, I don't know, casting now spell I... never feels right to me. Uh, there's, there, and on, on, okay, all of the games, uh, Arena all the way up to Oblivion, magic doesn't feel right to me. Uh, in a in both Daggerfall and uh, Arena, when you cast a spell, it just sort of... It, your character makes a wave of the hand, and it seems like a crapshoot whether or not it works or you hit what you're trying to hit. Um, in Morrowind, it just feels like you get a bunch of sparkles, and maybe it works. You know, like, maybe it works. Oblivion, it just feels really floaty and, you know, loose. But then we get to Skyrim, and it feels—I don't know—playing a mage in Skyrim feels good. You know, you you're you got spells in each hand, and you're throwing fire and ice everywhere, and throwing yeah. up shields. And it feels in those games like it's something you're supposed to be focusing on. Where in the other games, it just feels like an add-on. So. Um, there was part of me that really wanted to then go like, okay, I'll, I'll load up Skyrim and, and try a battle mage there. Cause I've never, I've never used heavy armor in Skyrim, but you know what? I think that really? I can get away with it there. But the problem became that I thought, I thought about it. It's like, all I need to, you know what? I just wait, you know, I would just wait another three weeks and I'll have special edition and I can really enjoy it then, right from the start, getting fresh. A, yeah, getting you know, a lot of that. I'm, I'm, We're getting a lot of that. Yeah. So honestly, I've I've had the urge to to boot it up, but that's basically what I've been waiting for. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. It's gonna be to it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna look amazing. It's gonna have mods. It's going to be fantastic. Oh yeah. Uh, so. When Skyrim Special Edition comes comes out, don't worry, folks. We're uh, we're actually gonna uh, tailor a couple of our um, our weekly gameplay challenges just for Skyrim. So it'll, it'll give you guys uh, a little extra to keep in mind when you're in there replaying Skyrim. So don't worry, we got you back on on that. All right, um, boy, we've got we've got a lot of fun stuff. This has been a great week for for Elder Scrolls Online and um, and for for Elder Scrolls in general. 
Um, housing has been officially confirmed. Um, Skyrim Special Edition goes gold and allows for PlayStation 4 to have mods. Um, and of course, the uh, Elder Scrolls Online Trip of a Lifetime sweepstakes. And then later on, we're going to be discussing is One Tamriel the game that we've been waiting for since launch? All of that and more uh, coming up in our discussion topics. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. All right, folks. Well, uh, let's let's get right down to the nitty gritty. Okay, housing officially announced. Yes, Elder Scrolls Online game director Matt Fire was interviewed by Jeff Keeley of Game Slice. Matt Fire formally announced that housing will be a part of Elder Scrolls Online. The interview teased small, medium, and large houses for some races, while uh, Fire confirmed that there would be housing styles for every race. When housing launches early next year, anyone can go on a quest and will receive, as a quest reward, a free apartment. Afterward, bigger and better homes can be purchased with in-game gold. So this is not going to be the, uh, as we put it, uh, crown store debacle uh, that we were hoping it would not be. So in-game gold you can purchase these houses for. Also, and here's the real gem in all of this. Woodworkers will be able to craft furniture for their home or trade that furniture with other players, and they can place that inside their homes. Homes will be account-based, not based on your individual characters. And Fire also stated that you can decorate your new home in Tamriel any way you like with this furniture. Well, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it gets any better than that. Um, that is that is just amazing, amazing information. Um, let's let's uh, let's go around the uh, the table here, uh, starting with with Mike. Mike, housing. So you missed you missed something though. Okay, you'll be able to invite your friends to your house. And supposedly, and I had to watch it like three times, there's one little section, you'll be able to, once they're invited to your house, they can come and go as they please to visit your house. So you could log into game and find your house full of guildmates if you've invited them into your house. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the vampires in Lost Boys. Once you invite them in, you can't Can't get rid not. of them. <laughs> I don't know. Probably can kick him out. I don't know. Because I used <laughs> to have I... the party house when I was in school, and like people would never leave, and then they'd show up whenever they felt like it. Oh, I just... <laughs> sorry. I could just so... see the daggers like they boo when I come in the door. And just oh, you uh... better believe it. I am buying yeah. a giant house outside of Daggerfall. I have been saving. I am literally a hundred thousand gold pieces away from three million. So that house is going to be the new daggers. Uh, home base. Wow. Yep. I, I found the one in Stone Falls. Did you? Yeah. It's um, it's right there next to Ebonheart. It's just a little bit east of, uh, of Ebonheart. Uh, it has lava and stuff flowing out from it. They actually had to alter one of the treasure maps for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this wasn't here before. There's a house. There's a mansion. Then, like, yeah, you go to the door and it, and it says uh, like house, and uh, like, oh, okay, this is this is one of those houses that we can't buy yet. There it is. I like my, the my... Nord style too. That one looks really cool. Um, what say you, Liz, on on housing? 
Uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I I will be very into it at some point, and then I'll forget about it, and then um, I'll come into my house one day, and Michael will have stolen all my crap. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, this is exactly how I think about it. And then, and I remember, do you remember in Rift um, when we had the guild, the guild hall, and everything, and then yeah. I don't know. I went in and like made out of stones where you could barely see uh, um, like the name Liz or something out of stones. And I just put them in midair and yep. I was like, hey, hey, everybody go find this. <laughs> that was kind of fun. I think we should do that. something like that again. Um, I'd be very... It was fun and it's a great meeting place, you know? Yeah. So. I-, I would be very interested to see exactly um, how the furniture gets placed inside, exactly how much control um that you yeah. you have in in the game um in regards to to housing and, and you know the furniture that's in there um i'm i'm very much looking forward to when zoss sort of breaks that information and and can give us details because off off the um just just off the cuff you know the fact that housing is coming the fact that it's not going to be tied to the um the crown store per se that you're going to be able to buy these houses with in-game gold. You get a quest, you get a small apartment, you can you can accrue your in-game gold, buy an actual house, and then use woodworking to put furniture in the house. Um, that's exactly what what we've been saying as players um, to Zoss about the issue of housing for what like two years now. Yeah, about Mark, what say you on this? Uh you know what this should be interesting. I I like the uh the housing options that you've got available to you in the Elder uh, Elder Scrolls series. Um it really is a big staple of the games ever since Daggerfall. You've you've had some ability to have so- a house somewhere. Um I I kind of, for some reason though I had this image when when Liz was saying come and find Mike there uh Mike has stolen all his uh, all your stuff. I just then had this for some reason image of go back, you know, go into that, you know, you go into your house, you turn to uh, your house. Carl has the floor been freshly waxed? Uh, yes, sir. Excellent. Whilst whilst I doffed my pants, Carl, tell the bar to start playing old time rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> what? Of course, of course, Mark. This is something that you would think of. <laughs> of course. Um, hey, just to <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else on on housing? I mean, this is this is a slam dunk through and through. Uh, I I really just love everything that we've we've been told so far. Yeah, the initial stuff is really encouraging. Yeah, especially on a week like this where you know you you get one Tamriel drops like like you know drops like someone dropped the mic. You know, it's just incredible. Ah, what a, what a great time for the game. Um. And what a great time for Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls fans. So Skyrim Special Edition has gone gold. And they've also announced Sony is allowing mods on PlayStation 4. There's a lot to celebrate if you're a Bethesda employee working on Skyrim Special Edition. This week, Bethesda announced the game has gone gold, meaning they are no longer working on it and have sent the final copy to distributors to be released to retailers Bethesda also announced the newly remastered game's system requirements, which can be found on Bethesda.net. And um, they're not that bad. They're they're actually pretty they're pretty good. Um, if you want, we can go over one or two of those. But in a stunning and surprising announcement, Bethesda's vice president of public relations and marketing, Pete Hines, 
announced on Twitter that Sony will finally allow user-created mods on PlayStation 4 along with native 4K support with the PS Pro. And that this feature will be already waiting for PlayStation 4 players on October 28th when Skyrim Special Edition is released to the masses. Um, now, I know there's a thing in regards to the mod stuff. Um, I'd like to get yep. into that in a second. But first, just initial reaction. Um, I kind of crapped my pants a little bit when I heard that, that mods are... They reversed this decision that, that Sony is allowing mods. Um, I have to wonder if Bethesda played hardball finally and said, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know... Well, putting some demands down on this. Well, Bethesda actually went and told people that, you know what, we would love mods, but Sony's not letting us do it. That's exactly. kind of the ultimate pressure because, let, let's face it, people all, you know, that's uh, that suddenly becomes something in Xbox's favor that, well, if you want a console that can handle mods for any game, you have to go Xbox. Right. Yep. And look, I, I know, like I said, I know there's a thing with the mods in, in this in, particular case and um i hadn't heard anything who who knows who knows the background information on that so it's only native support stuff so you can't import new uh items new textures new scripts things like that only what's currently in the game can be used now you know it it does you know preclude a a large portion of mods but it still has a lot of other mods um weapons mods armor mods things of that nature um horse mods um, okay, I know what you're talking would, about. would allow you to still do stuff. Uh, it's going to allow you to have some of the housing mods that are, are pretty popular, some of the, the follower mods. But, right. you know, if you wanted to have something like uh, Falscar, it's probably not going to allow for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, so basically, ahead. whatever the creation kit can can put together is, is what is going to be a lot. But that's still, like, that's still tremendous. I remember... Um, the creation kit, well, I shouldn't say that because that's, that's not the best indicator. But the, the creation kit can create a tremendous amount of, of things. You can really go nuts with it. Uh, Rob, what were you trying to say? Oh, you just, like, with, you know, like if you check the Nexus and you check Steam, uh, you'll see a lot of mods that are, like, custom skins and things like that, where the, the weapon itself is not in the game. It's given a... A brand new wireframe with a brand new skin, stuff like that is is not going to be allowed on on PlayStation. But like you said, if if it can be created in the uh, in the creation kit, um, then uh, you know SKSE stuff like that is you're not going to be able to get on uh, on PlayStation. Okay. And right now SKSE most of that stuff is not going to be available because they're not there's 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 rumors that they're going to work on it, but there's no definite that they're going to make a new SKSE for this new update. So, you know, if you're looking that when you get it on PC or Xbox that you're going to run SKSE, you, you know, stop it and wait for a while because it may not be available for many, many months. So, um, so if you're looking for stuff like uh, the one that you guys all like to run for the inventory management, um, you know, that one's probably not going to be available right off the bat. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, <clears throat> listen. I guess we're just going to have to sort of wait and see what happens with this. Um, I know I've I took it. I've taken a very strong stance, which I've gotten a little flack for on our YouTube channel about this, in regards to me purchasing Skyrim on uh, special edition on the PlayStation Four. Uh, listen, 
Skyrim is, you know, whether wh- whether the you know they're they're allowing um, custom assets or not, they uh, Sony did say we're we're gonna reverse this and we are going to allow mods for uh, for Skyrim. So you know what? I'm gonna vote with my dollar, and I am actually gonna buy Skyrim for my PlayStation Four now, and I will sit down and I will I will play and enjoy it when when I when I want to. Um, and and who knows down the road, you know that could change. I mean, after a after a while, uh, you might have you might have Bethesda go over to Sony and say, okay, so here's what we've sold for uh, Skyrim Special Edition for uh, the PlayStation. Here's what we sold for the Xbox. Would you like to be selling? You know, have more yeah. people play your console because clearly the the cons- the mods are helping. But the mods aren't as good as on the Xbox, or the, the mods available aren't don't have the the breadth that we do on the Xbox. So maybe you should open up even further now, since we've got our foot in the door. Exactly. All right, folks. Um. So so there it is, such as it is. Um. I'm I'm excited, and uh, it's uh, it's coming uh, October twenty eighth. Elder Scrolls Online announces the trip of a lifetime sweepstakes. So Zoss wants to send you and a friend to the Swiss Alps or Kenya and Tanzania. As they say, Tamriel is rich with diversity, just like our own world is. With the launch of one Tamriel, Zoss is hoping to promote their new update by serving up a healthy portion of promotion. The trip of a lifetime sweepstakes. Simply register on ElderScrollsOnline.com for the sweepstakes and log into ESO once. With a viable account between the dates of October 5th and December 16th. And you will be entered into a drawing to win a trip of a lifetime to either the Swiss Alps or Kenya and Tanzania. Winners will be drawn in January 2017. Check ElderScrollsOnline.com for further important details on this. It is important to note that depending on which state you live in in the United States, you may not be eligible. Like good old New York. <laughs> right, Mike? Somehow this falls under... Gambling. Online gambling. Oh, and wow. once I clicked on that link and it told me I couldn't, I pretty much don't give a rat's ass about what this sweepstake oh. is about. So Well, does it take any skill me any more to questions. win? No, then it's gambling. That's their reasoning. So I- I'm annoyed with New York State on the- these kind of things. Yeah, I agree. Meanwhile, um, you know, what kind of a state do we live in? It's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's very, it's out of line with everything else that happens here in this state, this, this particular, I think they need to kind of look over. Um, and we have lawyers in the chat room, by the way. I, I think they would agree that we need to kind of look at this law again, this piece of legislation say, yeah, let's tweak this a little bit. <laughs> I wonder if I registered on my mother-in-law's land, which is located on the United Indian Nation, if I would qualify. The funny, <laughs> the funny thing is, I if I win, I can lo- I can still lose it because I need to do a skill testing question, and if I get it wrong, I I don't I can't collect the prize. Oh yeah, what's the skill testing question? Uh, g- they don't tell you beforehand, but it's generally a math equation. Oh, uh, an al- algebraic math, math equation. What are you talking about? <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. This. Well, this is something that we just do in Canada. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If if you win something, you know, before you're able to uh, collect on your winnings, you have to do math. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I know that I am going to win. <laughs> 
because I'm going to send Rich Lambert a $5 gift card to Timmy's. Oh, look at that. <laughs> wow. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Wow. He'll be able to get a coffee and a donut, and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> or half a donut. Oh, no, no. Maybe a donut or two. Oh, hey, hey. All right, guys. Um, <clears throat> So there's that. Go check uh, ElderScrollsOnline.com for more information, and maybe you will qualify. Uh, we're going to move into our rumor section and kind of, you know, figure out, you know, is, is one Tamriel the, uh, the Ermagur, the Jersus that we, we wanted it to be? Oh my God, Becky, did you hear what Yorun just did? <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, uh, one Tamriel. One hell of an update, that's for sure. Is this the game we've been waiting for since launch? Um, lots of lots of life has come back to the game uh, just this last just this last uh, week or so. That update twelve has been around. Dueling has come to the game. You are no longer um, locked away by faction from your your friends and your guild members. Um, levels does not. Uh, take you out of doing a thing that you want to do and on the surface it um it sounds like a small thing but it has not been a small thing this in my humble opinion has been the game changer that we have been wanting since this game launched um it, it, it definitely feels like like the chat room is saying like freedom. Um, let's let's go around our our old uh, our old table here. Let's start with Mark. Um, one Tamriel. I mean, is this is this it? I mean, is this what you when when Elder Scrolls Online first came out? Is this how it should have felt for you, or do you think one Tamriel needs is good, but it needs a little extra? Uh, again, like my computer has prevented me from really getting it, you know, getting my teeth into it. But from what I have been able to see. This is I what I think is ideal for uh, an Elder Scrolls MMO. I mean, I, I get why they started with the alliance thing. It's it's basically kind of how MMOs are expected to to work. But they've shown that they're good at listening to the community. They, you know, veteran levels weren't working, so they removed veteran levels. Well, people wanted to be able to go cross faction and just like wander the lands. Uh, as they wished. Well, we got one Tamriel. So, you know, th yeah, this is pretty much what I think the game should have been from the start. But I don't think they... I don't think they were 100% wrong to at least try the way they did initially. I wouldn't go that far with it, but I am going to say um, that I am I am going to fanboy out over this, and, uh, you know, if folks don't like it, tough. Uh <laughs> Uh, this this is this is incredible, and I think um, every every ounce of praise that could be heaped onto Zoss for doing this is absolutely worth it, um, and 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 necessary uh, and deserved. Uh, this is in, it's incredible being able to go from any place in in Tamriel to the next place from from the uh, the west coast over to the east coast to to the south and then the north, and and have nothing barring me from doing that. Um, it's been fantastic. It feels natural. It feels good. I, I don't feel like I'm, I am, um, I don't get bored with my surroundings. 
um, at all whatsoever. I, I get a quest from the Undaunted telling me, and I'm in, I'm in Wayrest, and the the, uh, the um, Undaunted Enclave in Wayrest is telling me go, you know, half a continent away to a delve, uh, do this quest over there, and then come back. And, and it's fun. It's a hell of a lot of fun because. I go and do that, and then I say, "Oh look, I never actually did this dolmen. Oh look, here's a here's a outdoor boss I never actually completed. Um, tons of crafting nodes left and right that are leveled to me. You know, no longer am I looking for you know rubidite in in certain select pockets of Tamriel. It's just it's all over the place, and I'm able to you know grab this stuff up. And I don't know if that's good for the market. I know it's good for me. I like doing it. It's fun for me." I am now getting into crafting professions I never touched before because I just didn't have the crafting space in order to do that. <clears throat> and not that it's a, a thing with one Tamriel, but I have crafting bags. I don't care if I stop every three and a half seconds to get, you know, pristine water or rubidite on the ground or mahogany off of the ground or, you know, um, uh, bug loss or nern root or the, a butterfly, for God's sakes. I mean, I'm collecting all of it. And I'm doing this in a place I didn't care about because it wasn't part of my faction. But all of a sudden, now I'm exploring it. I'm stopping it. I'm looking around. I'm saying, you know what? Zoss did a beautiful job making the Rift, making Deshaun. I don't go in those places, but now I am. And I go into a delve I've never been before. And I'm having fun. And it's great. And I love it. And um, it's everything I wanted it to be at, at game launch. Um, Rob, what say you? Well, I mean, you pretty much summed it up. Um, I, I, you know, when, when I first heard that that the game was going to be faction locked uh, before it launched, um, I, I was very disappointed. Um, and it's it has been a game changer. I know I say that a lot uh, about things, but every update <clears throat> they are improving the game more and more, and this one has made it. I mean, I'll say it's made it three times better than than it was. Um, just take daggers for example. We we ran daggers this past Friday, and we were able to get uh, players in there that had wanted to run with us, but never had a daggerfall character or never had a high level daggerfall character. They just they they brought their EPs or they brought their ADs and they hung out with us and and we ran and did dolmens um, for the fighters guild quests and. It, it was it was an absolute blast, you know, yeah. and it it is ab <clears throat> absolute freedom, um, and and I'm loving it. I, I'll I'll say this: um, the I, I have started now that now that we're all, we're streaming on Twitch. Um, I, I'm streaming a hell of a lot this week. Um, we're we're doing a, a new show on on there called Late Late Night Elder Scrolls, and it's not going to be a show that I'm doing every single day, but it's going to be a show that's done often during the week. And you can follow our Twitter account. One Tamriel has given us or given me the ability to say I can jump into game into into Elder Scrolls Online, and whatever my crazy uh, uh, whatever my my crazy uh, you know um, uh, imagination says I can do in in ESO um, I can do it now and not have to worry you know it, 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 am I going to embarrass myself by not have completing this dungeon or something um, and can't group up with people the other the other day I gave this a hard test um, 
I went into our TeamSpeak channel and I, I made an announcement on Twitter. I said, I'm streaming tonight. Um, if you're interested in joining me on my late, late night Elder Scrolls stream, meet me in TeamSpeak in Guild and we're going to just have fun. And I had no idea what the hell we were doing. We had a blast. We invented this game where um, we got in, we made a, a large group. We pointed a team captain, and we actually switched the, the group lead over to this person. And this person was the group lead until they passed it on to the next. And the group lead would tell the entire group, we're going into this area of Tamriel, and we're going to do this activity. And... They even we even like made it even more fun and said you know if you have a, a particular mount everyone mount up with that mount and ride out there, and um, and we did that for what Liz maybe three hours, four hours. I wasn't there. Well, oh, I thought you were. No. Um, <laughs> I thought you were watching. Well, in any event, we were there for hours doing this. It was a lot of fun. I know there's folks in the chat room that were that were definitely there and and they had a blast. And it's it's because of the absolute freedom that that one Tamriel um, gives us. Look, I know I'm going full retard here and just just pouring my guts out over this, so I'm going to stop. But obviously, I'm very happy. Liz, what about you on this? On any of it, I haven't been around to do any of it. But I mean, I'm just I'm glad you guys are happy. You know, when I thought Rob was going to bring up the fact, you know, when we had to choose a faction back in the day, he and I were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we would talk behind your backs, by the way. <laughs> we would get on Skype and be like, can you believe these guys? They want to be Ultimate Dominion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, we were so pissed. And it's been fixed. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fixed. We'll we'll go with that. Um, again, I got to remind you, we held it to a vote. All right. I know, I know, I know. I, I, no, it's not, you know. I wanted Daggerfall Covenant to win. I know you did. It did not. Um, I wasn't the only one either, but... No, 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 I mean, I meant your as in the, the show, because I know how most of the people on the show were going to vote. We were not happy with it. But we couldn't say anything. I mean, we're not going to say anything because people voted on it, you know? Um, so we're going to go along, we're going to do whatever, but now we're like, yay, we can go anywhere! <laughs> So and yeah. uh, and Mike, um, Mike or, or Mark, I, I, I'm not sure who who spoke yet. I forgot. Uh, I've already gone. So Mike. Okay, Mike, go ahead. So the only thing I can see, and this is something that we talked about um, yesterday before D and D, is right now it, it's very crowded. But what happens when people are done farming, uh, and you go to you know that world boss, and you go to fight that world boss, and it's so powerful that you can't do it without a group of people. Uh, you know, so I'm hoping that, you know, as things go on and CP levels go up, that you'll be able to go back to soloing some of this stuff, because right now it's hard to even test that because there's so many people all over the place. But what happens when, you know, the newest trial comes out or the newest dungeon comes out and everybody's doing that and nobody's just in general in the world doing world bosses or dolmens? So that's the only thing about it that makes me kind of nervous is that they did pump everything up. And it is, you know, really hard content again for uh, the dolmens and the world bosses. But it's almost ridiculously easy because there's groups of 20 people just roaming around any place at any given time. Well, so as soon as the fight starts, you know, it's like, quick, throw it on your AOE and over and done with it. I have a question. Okay, storyline-wise, if you're just starting out with a brand new character and you don't really know what's going on with the game, 
following the, the main quote unquote main quest is kind of hard because like when when you did the silver and gold trying to follow what was the main quest because that's all you had to do to get the achievement is really rough especially if you don't remember what the last person had said to you on the last quest um yeah. h- how are the uh, the new players gonna know the line or does it matter what do you mean the main quest like the uh the, um, the Harbridge quest well um no the Harbridge quest was okay to to do um uh, like i said it, when that's cadwell silver and cadwell's gold when you want oh, so like that, if you start you know and you do the dominion for your silver let's say you know and you right. start out i mean in i don't use Roost, silver anymore but still you know yeah but you can start out in canarthi's roost go to oradon go on to grotwood that kind of stuff yeah is what you're talking about i mean is it going to be uh, is it going to be followable I mean, I would imagine so. I mean, like, every zone itself has about ten quests, which are just the main quest of that zone. Um, and I, I I made a brand new uh, Khajiit character that I plan on leveling this up. And I got him to, like, level six before one Tamriel hit. But I plan on taking him all the way with one Tamriel just to see, all right, this is what it feels like to level a character in one Tamriel. And even though he's DC, I'll probably take him over to Stonefalls and start there. You know, I might take him to the Rift and run a couple things there. Um, you know, it's it, it it it's hard to you know to to tell you know like which quests are the main ones because there's yeah. so many side quests. But yeah. Um, but you know th- those are the those are the good ones because they give skill points. They are. Um, there is going to be a, a bit of piecemeal when it comes to this because every zone is part of a larger quest for that faction, but you don't really feel it until the very, very, very yeah. end anyway. Um, so so there is going to be there is going to be a little. So look, um, the the big thing right now is that the 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 choice uh, to do this stuff in any order you want is in the game, and. Um, I feel you on that. I, I'm wondering if maybe it's going to be a little too hard to sort of keep track of where you should be going in sequential order with some of these quests. Um, but I'm not sure if if it um, if it matters so much. I, I'm not sure. I don't. I really think the think people that does. are. I think the people that are questing, like in that aspect, are going to follow the quest line. Yeah. It really comes down to like when your friends are all on and say. Hey, let's go do this. Right. Yeah, you know, that you're going to be able to just jump over and do a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, to to, um, to Liz's point, I remember thinking to myself when I was doing those quests, like, you know, this is even with things being you can you can easily follow the sequential order of some of these quests. Um, it, it's a little hard to jump from one zone to the next and find that pickup thread. Well, as soon as yeah. like Rothgar came out, I mean that you know it was evident there that you could jump from your quest line into Rothgar and then into the Gold Coast and Hughes Bane, and so you know there was a little bit of jumble already going on. Yeah. But uh, and with only twenty five available spots for your quests, uh, it'll at least keep it to that where you're going to have to choose what do I want to actually work on in terms of questing. All right. Um. More to uh, more to come ahead as we begin to close out the show, folks, uh, in our lore and mail section. I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. All right, Mike. 
Here we are this week in Tamrielic Holidays. Okay, so, uh, as we said earlier, a happy 21st anniversary to UESP uh, for uh, all their work uh, in the Elder Scrolls community. Uh, on Frostfall the 8th, Malakath Summoning Day. In Daggerfall, this is the Summoning Day for Malakath. Tomorrow, Frostfall the 13th, the Witches Festival. Frostfall the 13th, known throughout Tamriel as the Witches Festival, when the forces of sorcery and religion clash. The Mage's Guild gets most of its business since weapons and items are evaluated for their mystical potential, free of charge, and magic spells are one half of their usual price. Demonologists, conjurers, lamias, warlocks, and thermogists meet in the wilderness outside of the cities, and the creatures created or summoned there may plague Tamriel for eons. Most wise men choose not to wander this night in Daggerfall. This is also the summoning day for Mafala. So, Witches Festival, starting tomorrow. Make sure you update your patch. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, and put your paws together for the five most interesting minutes of our show with the Two Moons Horoscope with my friend, Fuzzy Prognosticator, Jazzledar. With the unification of Tamriel, this one has found himself in Stormhaven, awaiting passage on a ship to elsewhere. The people have returned to the cities, and this one has found himself with extra time on his paws. You know what happens when Khajiit has idle claws. But while having a little extra time, this one has had a chance to learn more about other cultures' divination. Did you know that members of the tribes of the Reachmen roll bones? The Sisters of the Weird read the tea leaves, and the Nords the dredges of the mead keg. How they do this, this one does not know, because first, the keg must be emptied of mead. Let us look to the sky instead of the mead keg. What does Jode and Jones say? Today's moons may bring a certain level of financial instability. Be careful when it comes to spending coin. The redistribution of magical items. Many people are selling trinkets, armors, and weapons. For those that sell, many items are no better than junk, and they will never get a return on their initial investment. May warm sands be in the future. <sighs> and... <clears throat> Uh, what follows is from the Book of Hooligans. <laughs> and so cometh the day when the hooligans doth feel lowly, as would a skiver in a gully. And verily done thine hooligan companions gather round and support thine wounded mate with compassion and love. And lo, did almighty Talos turn his gaze from a comely wench in a tavern to his noble hooligans. And lo... Did he see this genteel mercy and begin to bellow and quake? What be thy meaning of this kindness, love? If almighty Talos had want of a band of love and kindness and hippie, almighty Talos would verily have created thy noble group entirely out of Arconians. This is not so. Now, grabbest thou thine daggers and drinkest thou thine mead and... So... Doffest thine thou pants, and arrangest thou thine booby window. <laughs> For lo, almighty Talos hath chosen thine path, and thine path is that of love through strength together as one. 
And as almighty Talos did thunder, and did belch, and did grumble, verily did thine hooligans comply. Hooligans, 1410. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking booby window? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus God. Alright. <laughs> well, thank you, Danny, for, for yet another... Uh, interesting uh, jaunt through um, my blood pressure. <laughs> no, this is fun. Thank you very much for that. that that's good times. Um, <laughs> Palmore in the chat room is saying, listening to Avar when I keep getting an image of Arnold Schwarzenegger in ESO. Good, good God. All right, folks. Uh, emails. We've got a couple emails from our wonderful listeners, and this one comes from Justin. Mark, if you would not mind. Not a problem. Good morning, ESOTR cast. I really enjoy the dis- uh, sorry. I really enjoy the discussion around the idea of an Elder Scrolls spin-off in the last podcast, and thought up a few ideas of my own. First, I think this would be the best way to tell the story of Elsewhere joining the Dominion and the disappearance and reappearance of the two moons. Although, for me, I think the speculation is way more interesting than actually finding out the answer. My next idea is to go back to Morrowind and follow Ka uh, Caius Casodes as he is recalled back to Cyrodiil. Along the way, you could work with or against the various sons of Ariel Septim and uncover a mythic dawn plot to assassinate them all just a little too late. And my last idea, and why I would really like to see uh, Hammerfell as the focus of the next major release, I want to know why the Thalmor want that section of Hammerfell so bad they were willing to take on the entire empire and later Hammerfell by itself. What's buried there? Well, that's all for me for, uh, from me for now. Thank you guys for putting on an awesome show as always. Justin. Sorry, Justin. Oh, thanks, Justin. Um, glad you you enjoyed the uh, the spinoff conversation that we had with uh, the last episode. Um, Mark, on, on some of the stuff, especially at the very bottom here, with um, you know the uh, the part about Hammerfell and uh, what could be buried out there. Uh, real quick, what do you think about about some of these musings that Justin has had? Ah, I could see uh, I could see getting some very interesting things out of there. Um, Again, I kind of want Elsewhere to be the Elder Scrolls Six, just because um, uh, I really like the idea of of the of uh, focusing on the moons and basically what happened, and because you know, re, you know, for getting re uh, Elsewhere to maybe reunify or something. Anyway, um, I like especially the idea of doing Hammerfell. Uh, I always assumed that they wanted Hammerfell sort of to help for you know break up the empire but also because it is sort of the the it would be the empire's staging ground for a, a, or one of their staging grounds for attacking uh the Somerset Isles but he's got a good point uh with the sheer number of dwemer ruins in Hammerfell well the M they were conquered and brought into the empire by uh, a dwemer war machine way back in the days of Tiber Septum. If they have an idea that there might be a Dwemer war machine in Hammerfell, that could be an interesting uh, an interesting thing if they're going after that. They're looking for an undead lich that is buried out there. Oh, are they? Yes. 
Rasmo, wake the hell up! Oh my god, <laughs> the, the, son, the Sonics alone will uh, <laughs> that and the Children of Mariah, <laughs> a cult that practices the ability to shatter glass with their voice. Oh boy, is anyway? What's that? Isn't that what the theme is anyway? Yes, but the, the, <laughs> the theme you need to learn the word, and then you have to kill a dragon. This is something you naturally get born with. So it's 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 yeah, it's natural. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's some yeah. kind of uh some kind of barrier to entry here when it comes to the uh the thum. <laughs> <laughs> um so fr- Kane from the UK. Rob, would you mind? Absolutely. Hi guys. I was just wondering if you had seen the recent controversy surrounding Jeremy Soule and a live orchestral performance of the Skyrim theme, which is to take place in London. I was very interested in this when it popped up on my Twitter feed. However, a few scrolls later, I found a tweet from Jeremy stating he had no involvement and had not even been informed. He goes on to state the scores they will be using should not be the originals he created. Therefore, it will not be accurate. Bethesda seems to fully endorse this event, leading me to believe that there could potentially be a feud between Jeremy and Bethesda, or one could be created from this situation. Thinking about it now, could the fact that the ESO soundtrack is not composed by Jeremy Soule be a factor in this? Or was he simply too busy with his current independent symphony? Could this mean Jeremy Soule is no longer involved with Bethesda? This would be incredibly disappointing for The Elder Scrolls VI. Sorry about the length. I would love to hear your thoughts. As always, keep up the good work and stay safe. Kane from the UK. All right. Well, first of all, um, <clears throat> the chat room has been asking for this. <laughs> this is the uh, Rasmo bumper that uh, Mike is uh, calling attention to. Oh, uh, God, no. <laughs> I, I found it. So we'll, we'll do it again here. Rasmo, wake the hell up! um so there's that uh i did actually find that um all right so so this whole thing with jeremy soul okay the question is you know could there be a rift between jeremy soul and bethesda as a result of this i i don't think so listen jeremy soul um jeremy soul is a composer he has his own company that he created where he makes these compositions he owns all of the uh copyright um to to his compositions and essentially, I think the relationship was he sells them to Bethesda. Um, I believe that's that's how this works. Um, you can check out his Facebook page and his Twitter, and and he talks about about this stuff. Now, um, could there be a rift? I really don't know, and I really don't think that that either Bethesda or or Jeremy Soule would be interested in in creating a division between themselves. If if uh, anything, I mean, I, I kind of looked into this a little bit. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a music nerd, so mm-hmm. I, I pay attention to stuff like this. And I mean, obviously, you know, Jeremy Soul is not happy about this concert um, because what he says they're using arrangements, um, and what an, uh, an arrangement is essentially a cover. Anytime that somebody does a cover of another song, it's it's an arrangement, meaning yeah. that it's somebody else's music that has been rewritten using a different style or a different motif or or what have you or in a me- medley or, or or in a medley um 
And, and basically what Jeremy Soule is trying to get across is that his music, even though it's his themes and his motifs, uh, are being used in the concert. It's not his actual music that he wrote, and it's an arrangement instead, and thus usually are full of errors and he wants people to be aware of what they are purchasing. Oh, so this is, um, uh, I mean, it's not just for the concert. It's for recordings of the concert. Is this, are these the play guys that do uh, all the video game stuff? Because they've done no. Oblivion. They've done Skyrim before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they do all of those. And I mean, yeah. and, and, and even The Legend he, of Zelda is amazing, by the way. Yeah. Anyway. And, and, and he, <laughs> you know, Jeremy Soule even did, uh, you know, he, he commented on a lot of those um, that, you know, he, uh, he he evidently is not very big on uh, arrangements. Uh, there's uh, the London Symphony Orchestra version of Far Horizons that was done, mm. uh, which personally I think is a, a very well-orchestrated version of Far Horizons. Uh, Jeremy Soule was not very fond of that, which, you know, which is a shame. But then again, he did write the music, and... Musicians are artists, whether they're a composer, whether they're a singer or rock band or, or what have you. When they write something, they they put their their heart and soul, if you'll pardon the pun, nah. uh, <laughs> into it. And so and they tend to get very defensive when it comes to someone else using it. Uh, so I can completely understand where he is coming from. Um, I just really wish that. Uh, I I just really wish that there could be a happy resolution to this. I would love nothing more than uh, Jeremy Soule to continue working with Bethesda for future games. Um, And and to correct the email, Jeremy Soule did work on the soundtrack for ESO. He composed the login and initial login music, uh, character selection. Um, But that was the only... Thing that that he did on the soundtrack, as far as I know, the rest of it Correct. was done by Brad Derrick. Yes. Okay, but the thing is, okay, when you this is obviously this is a orchestral performance, and they know that by God they could be sued, so that you know that they went through the right channels to get the copyright, right? Uh, more than so, likely, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, because if not, this would just be over and done with. But so, right, it would get shut. I'm down. just wondering, like, when he composes his music, and I don't know this for sure. Arwen said he's he's got it on his site, but technically, uh, if he if Bethesda owns the music and somebody uh, licensed it from them, there really shouldn't be a problem. Well, look, yeah. there are different kinds of copyright licenses yeah. too. You have to be like, hey, I, I want to do a cover of this, or I want to do a rearrangement, but I'm using Beth. It's I've looked into it. <laughs> I, I think I think what what Rob had said is is pretty much nailing the uh, nailing it on the hitting the nail on the head here. With you know he he did say that his his uh, his issue was it, it was that it's it's not necessarily you know the most authentic version of of his music. But the crux of this Maluka email stuff is not authentic to him too. But it's, right, you know it's widely played. But the, and stuff. the crux of yeah. the email though is a concern that this is going to ruin the relationship between. Jeremy Soule and Bethesda and look just and then and then kind of calls to attention that he didn't work on the um, uh, Elder Scrolls Online soundtrack. So so look, until we know more, no, I don't think this is going to create a rift between Jeremy Soule and his relationship with Bethesda 
I don't think that Bethesda is going to look to go elsewhere for Elder Scrolls Six music. Um, you know, Elder Scrolls Online even reached out to um, the you know Zoss. They they reached out to Jeremy Soul, and he did something for for Elder Scrolls Online as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, how much how much music can you buy from Jeremy soul uh, when you're trying to manage costs for your online game? And if you can just do that in house, it's probably a lot less expensive. So plus, you know, it keeps the thread of, of the music uh, together. If you have the same composer doing it through the life of, of, of ESO. So uh, the things that you're calling attention to here, uh, Kane, I, I don't think, um, are really representative of a of a dwindling relationship between Bethesda, Zoss, and and Jeremy Soul. But like I said, you know, the only the future holds holds the truth here. We'll know more in the future. We'll see what happens. All right, folks. Well, that is the end of our show. And uh, as we sort of close out, I just want to remind everyone. Um, thank you for joining us in the live chat room. The uh, podcast and the video cast will be up tonight. Uh, huge shout out. Uh, I found out a little bird told me that we have uh, quite a few listeners in the systems team of, of uh, Zenimax Online Studios. So I want to give a huge shout out to the systems team um, over there. Thank you for, for listening and uh, for your support. It, uh, it's very encouraging to know that. Um, we are one production of the Quest Gaming Network, and we, we do many, many things here uh, that we think you might like, such as uh, Fallout off the record, Dragon Age off the record, QG D&D, as well as classic Elder Scrolls. And these podcasts and video casts are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Quest Gaming Network, and at questgamingnetwork.com. Don't forget, um, every Friday we're coming at you live here on Twitch. Fridays at 10.30 p.m. for Dancing with Daggers. And uh, we are now doing a, a nightly stream. Um, well, not a nightly stream, but a, a stream um, that's going to be happening, I'd say probably, you know, maybe four or five times out of the week. Late, late night Elder Scrolls uh, that I'll be doing when I get home from work, uh, starting around one o'clock in the morning, Eastern time on here, Twitch, twitch.tv slash quest gaming network. Um, you can follow us on the Twitter at elder scrolls, OTR elder scrolls, OTR. We got, we have a lot of fun over there and, um, you can hear all, see all of our crazy conversations and wacky polls and lots of great updates. Speaking of updates, if you would like us to update you through email, if you don't get down with the Twitter or the Facebook, um, and many don't, you can always email us at elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com and ask us to add you to our, um, email list. And we'll email you the show and updates as to when we're actually going to record. And if there's any cancellations and, uh, things like that, we'll just, it's a way for us to update you via email real quick. Send us an email over there at elder scrolls off the record at gmail.com. That is it from us. I want to thank every one of my hosts. You did a fantastic job this evening. Thank you so much. And uh, we will do our final thoughts, starting with Liz. Hey. I, I don't know. <laughs> Yay. I, I hate the battle mage. I hate the battle mage. Do we have another? Uh... So much. So much. We're sticking the with the flames. 
<laughs> I'm sorry my face. We're gonna stick with the battle mage for one more week, just to kind of. Oh like, my god! <laughs> just to let people kind of get a, a handle. Uh, Mike, what? <laughs> uh, Mike, what about you? Final thoughts? Good show, uh, and Vugalers are real. <laughs> Vugalers. Uh, we have sponsors too, and we do. Cool. Well, everyone knows them. Uh, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> god. Yeah, I know. Um. Yeah, no, this uh, this is great. Uh, yeah, battle battle mages are an awesome thing in in the lore of the world, but uh, they're a hell of a thing to get started in game. And uh, and Rob, thanks for coming out tonight. Great show. I'm very very excited that one Tamriel is here. Can't wait to see what stuff they're going to put out for us uh, in the future. Agreed. Listen, folks, uh, check out our sponsors right below on the uh, the video screen there. Uh, Twitch, uh, right below our Twitch video screen there. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the force be with you.
Os soldados! 